we've got a thought on the difference between education and learning. This is an interesting idea. Seth Godin is a, is a very respectable thought leader on education, in my opinion. Uh, makes a distinction between education and learning. And uh, I guess that it may not be the substantive definitions that we're arguing against, but it's interesting to think about what the difference is. I think education has come to be synonymous with schools and colleges and universities. Um, and I think we've, because of that, because we normally, most people have not disentangled, and I'm curious to hear what your thoughts are on this, Luke, because we have not disentangled the ideas of learning and education. Uh, we've struggled to disentangle the concept of learning from schools and institutions. Uh, I probably argue that most great learning probably happens these days outside of institutions. You go back to Da Vinci who's such a great model for this. Da Vinci did not have formal education. He was a bastard. His dad was well off, but he didn't, uh, you know, he didn't splurge on it on his bastard son's education because back in the time of noblemen and names and all this and household and stuff like that, it was like, what's the point? And so Da Vinci had this detest for uh, what he called received wisdom or what Isaacson rather called received wisdom because he was an experimenter. He learned through experience. He ran all these experiments and then he read uh, as a supplementary exercise to experience. And that was, that's the incredible model of learning, to be honest. Experience and doing things and trying things and putting your hands into things or, or thinking about things in great depth, not just relying on people to passively feed you information and calling that learning. Education has become synonymous with the latter, which is the passive digestion of stuff, of having someone who's at the head of the classroom, the lecturer, the teacher, you've got this completely passive experience, normally, not always, of just being handed and receiving information. And it conditions you to be very passive in everything you do, to wait to be told what to do. You're conditioned that way for a very long time. Uh, if we can disentangle the idea of learning from institutions and learning is, you know, as I said in the previous, uh, uh, previous bit, learning equals journey equals life equals this broad natured thing of discovery and, and coming across new things. Um, you know, if you can disentangle it, you can see more clearly about all this stuff we're talking about. You can see it way more clearly because this is the whole, probably again, the without the box framework, everyone who's trying to fix education. A lot of the people I know doing great work in education refuse to use the word. They don't like using the word education or schools. We don't need to have an education system. We don't need to have schools. These are assumptions. We should question what their place actually is. And there would be many people, it'd be hard to say, but there'd be many people who'd say the traditional concept of a school might actually be counterintuitive for learning rather than this thing we need to fix. It might be this appendix we need to actually remove. And a lot of people would, would say, what would you, what would you do, you know, instead? Um, and probably that's a conversation for another time. It's, I'm not saying it's a clear picture. You have to structure the early experience somehow. Um, but again, it's like, what do we need to learn? Why do we need to learn? Why, and why do we need to learn it? And then how are you actually going to deliver that learning? I think we said yesterday that if people were left to, if the forward thinkers if the average forward thinker was left to redesign the schooling system 
they just replace what everyone else is prescribing and start prescribing some of the things that are slightly more relevant. But just like those things, the things that they would replace it with, like teaching people about investing, personal finance, paying taxes, a lot of things I hear, and you replace it with them, but over time they'd become redundant too. Or they'd be so boring that, you know, five-year-olds or six-year-olds would tune out and not actually be interested in it. Yes, it's good to know, but I, I wouldn't say I'm amazing at understanding how tax works or superannuation works or the, the nuts and bolts of investing even, yet I'm an investor. Yeah, I'm a functional adult. You know, I'm a kind of uh, motivated and disciplined kind of functional mem member of society. Some would believe, some would disagree. So, you know, I haven't, I've never sat down and tried to digest how tax works. I've never, I've tried to educate myself about areas like investing and stuff, and I still dabble, but I don't, I don't know accounting. You know, I don't know accounting for the life of me. I've run businesses since 2017. So, you have this disconnect between what you really need to know and what you'll figure out when you just need to do it. Um, we've come some way off the actual prompt and the question, but I think the core of it is removing for a second the assumption that we need to have these box classrooms and lecture theaters that have become synonymous with learning because it really sends the message that learning happens in places like this. And I would suspect most people tell me that the real learning happens once they get out, once they get involved. Yeah, my friend Victor, who's a mortgage broker, a very, a very good mortgage broker said, the degree I have gives everyone confidence, but the learning came from YouTube, which I find hilarious and painfully true. Um, very. Yeah. Um, if I can just add something there, I guess, yeah. The learning for me began pretty much after school. Well, I guess where I started becoming more curious was when I even, it started with, and I've, we've talked about this before, Joe, is it starts with personal personal development, or for me, it did at least. Even Tony Robbins, for example, was the first prompt into um, just thinking a little bit differently. And then from there, you start just going down you just go off on tangents and you, I guess you follow that interest. It starts from a, um, just fi trying to figure out how people have navigated the world successfully. Um, and then for me, at least it's just followed from there. I, I can't really describe It's hard to, it's exactly. hard it's to describe it. It's yeah. Yeah. This is why people struggle. This is why everyone's like, how do you fix the system? And it's my hard. response would be the best system is not having a system. Because the reality of things is nonlinear. It's thousand doors. People want to say, how can we guarantee that they'll be able to do X and Y? And it's in your pursuit to try and guarantee them that you lose the point and you do the one thing you should not do, which is sit people down and train them to be passive and label the ones who can't sit down and be passive as having ADHD and pathologizing a whole generation, generations, and large sections of the population for not being able to fit something, which is doesn't make sense to try and make a human being do. Uh, would you diagnose a dog with ADHD if it didn't sit down? Would you diagnose an ape with ADHD if it wouldn't sit still? Uh, we are creatures of nature. You know, we're not, you know, we're not zoo animals to be trained. 